it on the record. Cool, cool. I mean, what it is casual. Um, yeah, just really like to meet you, man. And uh, well, first off, uh, starting, I want to let you know how big a fan I am of yours. Um, not only because of your holistic approach to movement, but you're a proponent for breaking. And mm. I'm a lifetime b-boy. Um, very, very interesting for me and my, my recent endeavors within movement, uh, the arts, the science of it. And uh, I initially came across you from my homie Derelik, like I told you. Mm -hmm. And I was at the, the later stages of writing a book of my own uh, from, from studying a little bit of biomechanics. And then uh, it's a collaboration with my brother, who's a doctor in physical therapy. Oh, cool. And, uh, I went to him just for some advice and kind of just to get some peer review on that. And it's like, oh, man, you got to see this guy's book. Boom. 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 Amazing. Amazing. Jason, one second. I'm going to let my dog in here. She, oh, she, in, wants to, she wants to join. She Let me wants see what you're working with, man. There you go. I don't know if you can see her. Let's see. Let me see. She's a little mutt. Oh, cute <laughs> mutt. Though. Look at him. Oh, it's a she? The yeah, it's a she. she. Oh, okay, very awesome. Hold Dude, it. Dude, uh, that's amazing. Uh, she's five. Dude, that is awesome that you have the book. That Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm I'm super excited to support you in any way I can. As uh, I was introduced to break breaking in what year was it? It was probably 1994, 93, 94. 94. Can I ask how old you are, man? I'm I'm 39. Okay. Yeah. You're so. one younger than my brother. Um. Cause I started in 95. That's why I got to ask. You said 94. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it was because the gymnastics uh, gym that I was training at then had uh, like the first hour of our training, they allowed for people who just wanted to do it for recreation. Mm -hmm. uh, they could come in and a lot of them were B-boys and they were, uh, you know, practicing flares and head spins and, you know, basic tumbling. And I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool power moves or whatever and uh, one day i i went to see them practice and they would practice at the train station this was in spain okay and yeah they, I, I grew up there I'm, I'm born in the u.s swedish parents grew up in spain okay and very cool i remember them like spraying uh like i guess it's like silicone or vaseline something on the Ice on the ball? ground yeah to like lysol to clean it and i remember learning backspins and i was like dude this is so cool and because i could do flares and stuff like that they th they thought i was <laughs> i was awesome because i i learned fast or whatever yeah uh it's a magic but um the flares man yeah and storm was 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 the guy of course in <laughs> germany so they were watching videos and just he was he was the the person to follow and then uh, that's what I thought breaking was. I thought breaking was power moves. Okay. And then I went, uh, I met B-Boy Wicket. Uh, I was his boss <laughs> oh, wow. at, at Acro Sports in San Francisco. He was oh, wow. teaching some classes there. Yeah. And Iron Monkey and the whole Iron Renegade Monkey. crew. Yeah. So Sean, he started teaching me. 
And of course he was like power, but he's like, it's not about the power. It's about the dance. And I was like, I don't get Woo-hoo-hoo! it. <laughs> Monkey always dropping gems, man. Dude, so quick, good. Before you continue, uh, I, I was, I was traveling a lot to train with Iron Monkey and Tony Styles, uh, in 07. And I actually stayed with them. They lived right there on Geary street. And, uh, I went to a, I helped him with a couple of acro classes. He drove the van. We, we rolled up to some schools. That, that was you. Was that 07? Was that you? He was working. Yeah, that was me. That was me. Did I was I, there. I wonder if I met we, you. We probably met. We probably met. Yeah. Uh, because I was, but I was very timid because I don't know if you ever went to an open gym or when they were practicing at, at Acro Sports yeah. right in front of Keyser Stadium. If you went, I was probably there, but I was so shy because I was so intimidated. No what uh but i got along with these guys and they they taught me and then one day wicket was like look let's just let's just go hang out in the basement and let me just show you the basics nice and and he's like i'll show you some top rock i'll show you some footwork and then i'll show you some freezes and some transitions you can do all this but i want you to do it just listen to the music and i'll and i'll show you how to do it okay and i was like okay whatever and we probably went for like 3 hours or something right. and it was cool i didn't think much of it i just thought this was cool and then i got in my car and i turned on the music like i turned on the radio and it was some like pop song playing but all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, what is this? I could I heard the music in a completely new way. I could hear layers, I could hear color, I could I could now all of a sudden relate music to movement. And I was like, this is big. This is from that breaking intro class you did right there and just being around them, you were like, Yep, clicked right there. It clicked right there. Wow. And then um uh, Wicket was like, hey, we're going to Korea. R16 has invited us as a crew, the Renegades as a crew to represent the U.S. Uh, come as our trainer. Sweet. And I was like, cool. So they flew me out there. I met Kid David. I met uh, Roxwright, um, kind of connected with them, got to work with them. And uh, after that, I remember telling uh, Miles Pineda, uh, milestone milestone yeah yeah I, I i said dude i i want to learn this and he was the best teacher of them all so yeah he still has yeah, a, the, the, he still has a legacy that's killing it right now yeah that he he started it and some uh i'm from hawaii some other local boys actually moved up 808 breakers uh shouts out to them mm-hmm. arc um hijack kid karma they were out there and they took over miles miles program um, wow yeah, yeah, it's still so freaking yeah. my miles is the man. Yeah, so I started practicing with him every week and I did it for like eight months. And I just every every week I was just practicing with him. Worked on all the homework he gave me, like I did everything. And although I don't consider myself a b-boy, nor am I uh like very good at it, it's it it's what set my career up in the movement scene to be what it is and allowed me to write, write the book without, without that, I wouldn't have had the, um, understanding of 
the create creativity within a movement practice and how the simplicity of a movement practice with a solid foundation translates into everything. So like B-Boy for me was, was the last little key that allowed me to write that book. That's incredible. It is uh, titled Freestyle and that is the emphasis and whole motivation to, to breaking is mm -hmm. finding your authentic way of doing things and representing yourself which is a journey and you know yeah. and i'm sure you know from your experience again in in both your scientific mind this deep mind you have the holistic view and perspective of movement um that yeah it's it's a never-ending journey mm -hmm. and and i can attest to this because i again I've, I've been breaking for going on 26 years now and every wow. practice and every year i find a new control pocket uh, pathway kinetic chain that I connect and I've been learning a lot from your book well studying biomechanics coming across your book and it just consolidated all this inf information that I was searching I was studying biomechanics of gymnastics I was studying biomechanics of, of figure skating because oh, awesome. there's, there's any other um, sport or uh, anything like that art that controls spin angular momentum like that mm -hmm studied that, studied uh, martial arts, which is another base of breaking, but your, your book just had everything right there. And I'm like, yes, man. Um, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, Amazing. So that was your key. So you have a gymnastics background, right? Gymnastics background. And then you got into coaching, you've been coaching for a hefty amount of years. Yeah. I, I technically started coaching when I was 14. Wow. Yeah, and I started doing that because uh, there were some kids uh, that would come in uh, as an after-school program, and they always needed coaches. So uh, I would come in an hour before my practice started. I would coach the kids, and then I would go into my practice. Uh, and that, that was when I was a teenager. So I, I, that's when I started. And that's how you, you further embed your knowledge on it is when you teach it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah very awesome man um yeah that was key yeah so i watched uh your you did a, a seminar or something on the freestyle book mm, oh and yeah yeah there's so much to talk about it man it's su such a comprehensive uh piece of work one of the things of the bunch that that's in me right now is the position transition to mm. position, the way you break that down um, I was messing around. I started in 95, but my brother got a hold of a camera. He's like, yo, teach, teach, uh, someone how to do a flare right now. So that was one of my first tutorials that I did, but it was just, wow. it was basically, yeah, it's funny looking back at it now and you know, how long I've been in and where I've been since then. But it was basically what I see right now with training and teaching breaking is feel it out and and there's like sprinkles of actual like technique and um yeah like the your book the way it breaks down the different and can i call it biomechanical principles yeah you can you can right? call it biomechanical principles for sure yeah right like i guess i'd like to you mind if i screen share please 
Okay. Yeah, go go wherever you want with this, and 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 know that even if uh, whatever time we have today, we 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 can we can go for whatever. Uh, but I'm I'm always available to help you with this. Oh man, that's so sick. Yeah. So just just know that you can you can always reach out to me, and I'll I'll assist you as best as I can all the way through. Oh man, that's 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 incredible. Thank you so much, man. Um, you I really got it, dude. Well. I'm sorry. Before I get into this right here, mm -hmm. my bad. I'm geeking out because I do have a, a ton of questions that I wanted to ask you. Ask whatever. Ask so, whatever you want to ask. And uh, as I said, let it go where you, where you feel you you you're you're mentally ready to go today. And then know that whatever comes up later, we can always revisit. Like this is not okay. like our time is running out or anything. Cool, man. Um. So gymnastics background you coach all throughout you're an academic as well you studied biology mm -hmm. um and you're renowned in the crossfit world for coaching gymnastics mm -hmm. and move, movement principles and, and basics in crossfit crossfit yep. is the biggest uh fitness movement in in modern times mm -hmm. you just said breaking kind of opened up a key to another level of uh, a movement understanding. I just want to know, like, to me and the popular world, CrossFit is like the, one of the more ultimate ones. Where does breaking sit uh, in the, in the, within that, within CrossFit and other movement methods? Yeah. Although breaking now is officially a sport as it's making it into Olympics and the Olympics is, is uh, based around sport. The reason breaking works is that it comes from a place of pain and it comes from a place of artistry, freedom of expression. Mm. And when it, when it comes to the evolution of us as a species, uh, our consciousness, our physical abilities, uh, the, uh, the ability that we have to build tools and technology uh, and create environments that allow us to continue to unfold, uh, operate through four lenses of, uh, let's say, evolution or progression. And they are expression, experimentation, integration, and transcendence. Well, um... So, I, and I'll just keep going a little bit just so yeah. you can kind of like, and then you can review this as much as you want. You can ask as many questions as you want. But it, uh, you're, you're, the question you ask is, is, um, is why breaking, basically? It's, it's because breaking, although it is a sport, which means that it has been standardized, something that is standardized means that it has a way of doing things, uh, still is more expressive than um, set in stone. Mm -hmm. The expression of the standard uh, is more unique and individualized than the sport itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is kind of like figure skating. Yes, there are aspects of figure skating that when you perform in competition, all of those aspects and you do them at the highest degree of difficulty and you execute them according to what the book says is proper execution you win the competition uh -huh. or you win a battle in breaking it's this this or this right and it's the same thing but in breaking the essence 
which is the artistry that comes from a place of the need for expression through suffering, oppression, limitation, uh, uh, lack of individuality, that still lives truer than the standard of breaking itself. That's okay. true. It is stepping away from, a lot of people think it's stepping away from that. And let me add one more thing as well. Yeah. Competition. It, it's bred off competition, right? That's the whole like 70s New York uh, social influence was Kung Fu flicks around that time. Mm -hmm. So you, you have all those uh, factors you mentioned in 70s New York, like you said, oppression, mm -hmm. pain, a lot of that. But it was also that bravado and that let me go into your dojo. Let me go into your borough. I, I heard of somebody here and that would keep people on their toes. And that's, that's mm -hmm. what elevated it. Ascension. Yeah, that's the, that's the evolution. That's the progression. And it comes with, with the, uh, with contrast, right? When, when I get to express myself at the best that I can within what the music is telling me and my, what my body is capable of, and I do it and I mirror it with you, I contrast with you, I get the feedback that I need to be able to tell me where I'm at. Right. That, that's why there's competition. The battle, the battle is the contrast needed to be able to give us the information that we need, not only as individuals, but collectively to evolve. That's true. And, and there's and breaking has that at the most, like at the, at the most basic level. On the fly. Mm -hmm. There's no time. And, to right. And, and, and this is what I learned. I thought freestyle, I really thought freestyle was like off the cuff. And little did I understand that freestyle was the ability to have the awareness, to notice that which is coming up and then transforming it to fit in this moment in a way that expresses not only how I am, but what the music is and what the other person that I'm expressing myself to needs to see in order for us to elevate. Like that's, that's, that's it. That's packaged really well right there. Uh, I've heard elements separate and understand it on an intimate level, but mm -hmm. man, yeah, so you're the man, Carl. And that's why yeah. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> a lot. the way you just articulated that is, I can't really think of anything else to, to kind of add to that on a freestyle tip. Well, let's add, let's add to it. Well, experimentation so that, leads to, that leads to uh you said experimentation i'm sorry what is there's one more word you you said before um As ascension ascension when you yeah. get the feedback you, it leads to yeah ascension. when you 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 get to see what it is that you need in order to be able to ascend to the next level my competition does a flare for the first time it's never oh, happened oh, and then all of a sudden yeah and then all of a sudden i come out and i go air flare wait what Mm -hmm. What is that? Right. You see what I mean? The four minute mile, right? That's it's the four minute mile. Yeah. And, and this is where now experimentation comes into play. Mm. So you've gone from expression, just like raw expression to now realizing that as you were expressing yourself, certain things stuck. And then you're like, okay, there's top rock, there's footwork, there's power and there's freezes. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know that within, within those uh, different elements, 
I, uh, I have different uh, techniques that are unique to uh, breaking. Mm-hmm. And that, the individual. Yeah, and the individual, but it's, this is the thing, is that breaking is at the highest level. I'm, I'm top rocking, okay? But when I top rock, there's a certain element of style that you add in and that's where in your experimentation which is standardized this is top rock that you add your own unique expression you see what i mean so now what's happened is that you don't just have expression of movement you don't just have a standardized experimentation where you're testing and you know what works and everybody gets to play by the same rules but expression the individual um, uh, expression of that which has been standardized lives truer than the experiment itself, than the standard itself. Exactly. Yeah. Right. For and sure. this is, and the reason this is so important is because people who seek out guidance from mentors usually seek out the technique. Mm-hmm. Usually seek out the method. What am I, how am I supposed to hit that? What, where do I do it? How do I do it? Where do I put my feet? Where do I put my hands? Is it like this? Is it like this? What is it? And the master always says, (laughs) it's not about that. I can show you the technique, but it's not about the technique. It's about breaking through the technique. For sure. But there, there's a, a learning curve with that. And also like a baseline of some sort, right? And that, yes. that's where, as I'm embarking on passing on what I know and contributing to this beautiful culture and lifestyle and movement that I, I've gotten so much from, it, it brings me to biomechanics and it brings me to science and it brings me to people like you who preach uh, efficient uh, production of, of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I got your definition somewhere up in here of, of functional movement, but uh, you know, safe. Mm-hmm. preach for for something to be considered functional safe and then also i have a ring down it's efficient uh production of safe useful and long lasting in application of force yeah application of force so we learned i learned that through trial and error over the 26 mm-hmm. years i have injuries i i like i definitely tested my body oh, yeah, I, can, I can see i can see <laughs> in a bunch of ways uh and it's beautiful though i mean that yeah it's it's rough but it helped me with adaptation, to be honest. And the journey I'm on right now is to kind of help um, people better understand that so they can get to the part where you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Is uh, discovering their authentic self from their auth- individual unique environment, their anatomy, their interpretation of the world around them which is guided by the music, of course, in this context with breaking. Um, and it's cool when you see it, right? I mean, you've been around some real people, renegade rockers, man. Dude. You can interpret a different sound, a different uh, assembly of sounds, right? That makes up a funk break in so many different ways. And you see people like, oh, man, you know, that guy's from Florida. That guy's from New York. It is getting mm-hmm. mashed, though, as we get into the Olympics. Yeah. All these like styles that was so spontaneous and so just had that magic to it is being standardized. People are taking mm-hmm. like uh, this formula and 
fusing with that formula, especially the foreigners, right? Because mm-hmm. although the rudimentary movement methods is worldly, right? Capoeira, gymnastics, African mm-hmm. dance, Latin style dances, yoga is a big part of it as well. Um, the, the assembly of it done to funk breaks is American, fusing mm-hmm. America. So it is interesting seeing it move forward like that. And there is, there is a bunch of backlash with that. And for personally sure. as a practitioner sure. coming from the pre YouTube and uh, era where um, you would see something once and then you would take it and you'd try your best to remember it. And you would interpret that in the best way that you, your brain could interpret it. And you come up with original stuff from that mm-hmm. way. That's, that's not the case now. So the baseline is being streamlined um, mm-hmm. without the emphasis of what you're talking about. The yeah. experimentation to where you can ascend on just an authentic formulation level. F- physically, mm-hmm. it's all getting up there, and I'm sure you recognize that as well. Yeah. Um, 100%. I think that's why having standards and techniques, like you're saying, having a strong baseline is key. It's kind of like saying – you know, a proper six step is done like this, but it's not like this done like this because I tell you it's done like this. It's because through the evolution of breaking, this is the most efficient and effective way of expressing it. And if you learn this, now you can, you can transcend it. And when you transcend it is when you add your style. It's kind of like, wait, can you do a six step with one hand? What does that look like? Can I do a six step transition in and out of it in a way that people wonder, wait, how did he get there? What happened there? What did I? And then all of a sudden, like, oh shit, that's in, with the music, and it happens to uh, align so perfectly. And you're like, oh, that—that's what musicality is. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, wait, is it—is it the body that is determining what the music is—is—is uh, is doing, or is it the, the music that determines the body? And then it's when it's like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. But that moment right there that's the magical moment that everybody who knows anything about dance breaking creativity knows that you can never break free of no matter how much you standardize something. And I think your voice, I think one of the missions of probably this book and your voice is, is that is to help people realize, don't be afraid of where the standard is going because that part of magic will always exist. If we're able to carry that fire in our conversation, in our community. It is. It is. And you're forced to do it. Like, like we were saying, just, just what you said, what, what came first, the chicken or the egg? It's, it's the chicken and egg at the same time. When, when, you're, when you're on the moment and you have uh, embedded in you your own unique formulations and sequences of steps to moves, to transitions, to positions, there's something that's going to come or the DJ could cut the record right there or something and you have one split second to react and then something comes out original authentic and magical and it's boom Mm -hmm. and that's that's the zone and sometimes boom you hit it and you you just pick up on it and you don't know what you did after you're like oh Mm -hmm. um but that's that's awesome that you recognize that coming from a methodical uh linear kind of like standpoint Mm -hmm. i I know there's like twists within gymnastics but yeah um, but it's very linear yes you're totally right it's very linear uh, I'm just gonna let my dog out. My wife just yeah. came home. Two seconds. Okay, snores. All right, go for it. Um, yeah, that and that's key. 
Um, anyways, uh, I, sorry for distracting. Uh, tell me, wh where do you want to go next? Wh how, what can I answer for you? What can what can I do to to uh, maybe shed light on something from my perspective? Um, I guess we'll get into this right here. Well, sorry, give, give me give me one more question, and I, I do want to get into this book. Um, where do you see? You mentioned uh, breaking, it clicked for you, and then it, you, you access a different uh, level of understanding of movement. Is that for everybody, do you think? I know you, you operate on a different level, but do you see that being, we talk about standardizing the style itself, do you see this methodology being valuable to the general populace, kind of the way that uh, gymnastics is now through CrossFit, and it's in schools as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to know your thoughts on that. The value of, we talk of evolution, you see it in breaking, there's a deeper connectivity to it, but. Yeah, it's, it's available to everybody. Sorry. It's available. My, my dog is just like wild today. Uh, it's available to everybody, but not everybody, uh, not everybody is available to it. Mm. Meaning. In order for you to experience what breaking can offer, truly offer, you need to be willing to immerse yourself. And if you want a great number of people to immerse themselves in an experience like this, you need a system or an infrastructure that is conducive for this. Mm -hmm. And this can be like, let's say school, the school system, which I don't agree with the school system, but <laughs> take the school system and let's, let's put <laughs> nowhere at the moment, unfortunately. <laughs> it's backwards. Anyways, um, if we were to put breaking into PE, how many kids, what percentage of kids um, do you think would feel comfortable right away dancing to music a rather small percentage yeah okay but here's the beauty of breaking is that when you're able to see breaking from all the different levels you can start dancing from the ground you can do footwork and dancing from that position is safer It's safer, it's safer for the, the, the confidence of the person participating, mm -hmm. especially the one that has a little bit more of a masculine energy and vibe to them. Uh -huh. Th think about it. Where are you more vulnerable? Top rocking, doing footwork, or power? V vulnerable how? Like with your, your ego or your... your yeah, your ego. Health? With your ego? Mm-hmm. Okay, I get, I get what you're getting at. Yeah, top yeah. rock for sure. Right, top rock, you're right here. Everybody can see me. And I'm having, I'm looking. Like, I'm right there. But if I'm, I'm doing footwork, I'm closer to the ground. I can look at, I, I turn around my yeah. back to you. And you have more. And, yeah, and then power, you don't see anything. It's just you. <laughs> but you see what, you see what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. Vulnerability. And this is from an ego perspective, a mindset perspective, a self perspective. But now think about it physically. What is safer? 
Top rocking or power? Top rocking. Do you see how they're flipped? Yeah, yeah. So in order for something like braking to meet everybody, we need to find the middle ground at ego level and at physical level. What is the safest, physically speaking, and what is the safest, emotionally speaking? Mm. That's where we start them. Okay, we're gonna start you in position zero. Everybody on the ground in a squat position, and this is how you're gonna place your hands. Now we're gonna do this to music. All you're gonna do is this. You're dancing. Yeah. You, 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 see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And because that requires first principle thinking from a physics perspective, from a scientific perspective, and a level of emotional intelligence that our system doesn't mm. allow us to uh, express and our culture suppresses, it's very hard. But there's a back door and you are opening that back door right now. With, with creating systems and a baseline for it. Yes. Um, yeah. You're creating, you're creating security for people to express themselves individually, which will require vulnerability. But because you're creating a progression and you're saying, here is mechanically how you do it. Here are the, the structures to do it. Choose where you feel comfortable starting and then realize that when you arrive at a place where you're like, okay, I, I got this. Now I can move on to other layers. Mm. Wow. I knew you were going to drop gems, man. That's, that's so true right there. And, and a lot of people are still trying to figure that out, including myself. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got I to gotta show you what I got going on, man. I'm really excited about this. Yeah. So I started right when COVID, actually. I was already braining this. Mm -hmm. But right when COVID uh, dropped, they gave me time to ace like raise my daughter how i always wanted to um work wasn't wasn't a thing and man that, that, that was awesome so i was waking up at five to do about three hours of research and then also writing what else uh this book essentially and then once you would wake up i'll spend the next four or five hours just like taking her through a morning routine uh mm. yoga movement and then cooking like she she helps me cook and Taught her how awesome. to use the knife. She's five years old. Yeah. So it's really been an incredible year, man. I know there's unfortunate uh global things going on mm -hmm. on a on a deeper level, but like personally it was an incredible year. Um but yeah, so man, I started this, yeah, right when that happened, and this is what I have Amazing. so far. You know, I have the table of contents, I have uh a little bit of history right here. So so this right here is basically very movement science based. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the history. I met a lot of the, the OGs and the original people personally. I'm a student of the culture and art. But that being said, I, I always felt like I'm not from New York and I wasn't there in the 70s. So I'm going to leave like that side to people who were mm -hmm. there kind of in the beginning, at least from New York. Makes but I, I still wanted to contribute, so I figured this is the way to do it. Um, and there isn't information like this out there. Good. Um, yeah, so I have this book right here. This is the first tool that I came up with this past year. Um, I'm just going to skim through it. This is my brother right here. Awesome. He's been helping. So I moved there in 08 to compete on the world level. I uh, 
kind of went up in the ranks quick in, in the islands. It's a small mm-hmm. place. And then, yeah, I found myself over here. And since I've been here and just training, he's been helping me recover uh, and just full performance lifestyle. Where, where are you right now? In here? Yeah, no, yeah, uh, no. Like, where, where are you living right now? Well, I'm in Vegas right now. Uh, oh, you're in Vegas. Okay, okay, great. Vegas. Okay, that's how, that's how you connected with Daryl Leak, and he mentioned. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I did uh, the Jabberwockies with him. That's where I met uh, Daryl Leak. This was in very cool. Yeah, this was in thirteen, I think. Crazy. Then, yeah, I met him at that show, and then we became really good friends. And then he kind of went into his YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was working with Ryan Higa, right? Ryan Higa, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's right doing his own thing now but it's still an incredible person and, and friend man Derek cool. I learned a lot from that guy um yeah just kind of just information that somebody could pick up and from scratch it's mainly for that person this is kind of like a a doctrine on the baselines mm-hmm. of breaking movement a little bit of a not too much culture like I said um we're still this is my brother's like edits we're still kind of bouncing back and forth he's still in hawaii mm-hmm. we talk about uh, the commonalities of uh, math music movement basically patterns those, those those are languages languages yeah and it's mm-hmm. all i mean the commonality is this right here right yep patterns um, that's why that's why those who understand linguistics um understand the true meaning of uh what uh, words mean in different languages it's, it's very powerful mathematics is of Math, course, yeah. a universal language movement is a universal one music is a universal one. awesome i love it i've been learning a little more about that just uh not studying in depth i know i feel it and i have it embedded just as mm-hmm. a dancer and mover um but i came across this guy robert edward grant do you, do you know him or no? no? Who is it? He uh man, he was like a businessman, like a very successful. I think he was in oil or something like that. Um, and yeah, he wasn't finding fulfillment in that. He gave that up and he just dove into this. And look, look him up. I'll, I'll actually link you. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. pretty fascinating man. But he he does a lot of uh like different shapes, geometry. Oh, math. cool! Like uh, like geometry work geometry work but yeah he he's a he is it numer the numerology uh numerology but i mean the word i can't even like it's it's so difficult and probably greek or one of these older language based but yeah he basically describes the world the universe history and uh through math and and shapes and stuff like that very cool um so in the studying of biomechanics i came up with this training mat right here oh this is Um, awesome yeah so this is actually you right here um i'd like to take this moment to ask you if i can (laughs) in here take it how we mold and develop our environment um Mm -hmm. sorry let me get the scrambly thing out the way very cool yeah so the grid is a revolutionary sensory training mat designed to guide the practitioner and the foundational movements associated with breaking the geometrical shape that centers the mat visually reinforces every potential plane of movement into the practitioner. Additionally, this geometry holds the key to body alignment ne- necessary for spatial awareness, suspension, and angular momentum. 
its ability to streamline the learning process and unlock new pathways makes it valuable to everybody. And then uh, yeah. the motto is kind of once form is unlocked, movement can be accelerated and eventually evolved. Perfect. But yeah. So this shape oh, wow. right here, man, I, I wish I, it's going to take me a minute to dig it up, but this was a original idea on a two by two format to help teach the triangle uh, for, for freezes. I wanted to, cause I, I teach out here as well. And I wanted to, I feel like that's such a base uh, shape and structure for body suspension is the triangle, but also the circle and the line mm -hmm. um, in my experiences and, and how I teach and what I've been coming across is like, those are the three shapes that make up our, our uh, basis support. Um, so originally it was, it was just a triangle like that. And I had a head placement and then hands that you could turn like this to where, mm. you know, I know, you know, like the importance of like your hand positioning with things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So I have a, I have a full foundation, a full section on that, like how to interact your hands with this for the various foundational freezes. But the main thing, um, is balance when it comes mm -hmm. to this and that is identified by the person from this uh this diamond in the middle when you place your feet here you set an awareness and and the distance right here is 13 inches and i did some research on the the typical uh shoulder width and stance of humans and it was around 13 from ages i think nine into adult so when you step on this, you have an awareness of where your center is, your center of mass. Mm -hmm. And then everything, your extremities, your positioning, any transition to a different position from this standing here and knowing where your center is, uh, has to do in relation to this here. And obviously when we step into bigger spaces, when we're in uh, a cipher or whatever, we lean and we add different uh, functions for movement within that but mm -hmm. this is a foundational thing that not many people know about and teach is like hold on here's my center and then this is how i can move across um mm -hmm. so that's what this teaches right here so this epic is, sorry epic yeah yeah so this is a uh, essential for the beginner but when i get into the freeze section there's a lot for anybody at any any level and uh yeah, so you know, I have the clock directional awareness right here. Uh, your front, back, your nine, your sides, your diagonals. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I teach, there's a lot of um, fundamental techniques that people aren't doing. And within the book, I, I identify common risky positions and where injury happens because of, of a transition from your base or I forgot what you call it. everybody in every uh state and crew even like they have their own names for different how they teach. yeah what do you what do you call it i just call it the base position like the front forward position or Perfect. the three mm -hmm. if you break squat i call it the break squat okay um, yeah your knees are in a highly compressed angle and people can't do mm -hmm. that especially older people um yeah but that that idea is changing mm -hmm. that's definitely changing yeah I've come across a couple of uh, other influential people that, yeah, they actually preach adaptation through this, which is commonly taught against. Mm -hmm. right? 
four feet heavy in the squat position, knees past toes. Mm -hmm. um, There's a guy on Instagram. Uh, I think his handle is knees over toes. I came across him, yeah. And he follows yeah. another guy who doesn't know science, but he knows science. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know science, but he lived science. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Which I, I can identify with both of them. And I'm just kind of on the surface of this. Um, but yeah, so I teach power moves. Top rocks is the obvious, and this is pretty easy footwork. Um, and just from this shape, it's helping me understand the exact pattern. In way right. You can see the geometry of those patterns, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wait, what happened here? My, my screen went off. Um, anyways, I, I can still hear you. Go, go ahead. Okay, no worries. So, yeah, I, uh, I actually designed a spin plate mechanism that, that goes in, it plugs into the center of it. And I teach head spins and hand glides to start. Uh, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see if I can pull up some, uh, some footage. Some video? But yeah, it teaches, uh, you know, I have the four, the four pillars right here. Top mm -hmm. of footwork, freezes, power moves. Perfect. I know you operate by four pillars as well. Um, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, everything uh, has four pillars, even a pyramid. That's true. It really does. Um, mm -hmm. So one of, one of the things I've been getting feedback on is breaking doesn't have any uh, – sorry, I'm going to continue with this, but while we're yeah, on, before I forget, um, breaking doesn't have any pull motion, which I disagree with. Um, yeah, you, you should disagree. It has a lot of pulling. Yeah, yeah. Um, not only <laughs> angular momentum is a push-pull by coiling, you know, sitting mm -hmm. up and uncoiling um, on a way more uh, mm -hmm. sophisticated level than this or like, mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, just think about a windmill. When you go from your back to your, your front, you have to pull out of it in order to rotate in. Mm -hmm. yeah there's the conventional understanding see i didn't even know that side i just yeah you're right and that's when you're connecting like your back your your pos mm -hmm. and aos and yeah your as you're as you're coming in this is pushing like let's say if i'm doing a flare as yeah. i'm coming in like this this leg as it kicks up that is a push and then as you go around to the back this is a pull boom hmm. push to the front pull to the back yeah 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 it's it's full of pushes and pulls yeah yeah so do you think it's pretty complete as like a, a movement method 100 percent plus for yes plus we are we are we are designed here's the thing is that um if you just look at the body itself without any object manipulation which is holding something that's like a weapon or a tool or uh carrying something or uh, you think about yourself, um, um, is my video working? Yeah, it's working. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, if you think about yourself uh, uh, working on different pieces of equipment, let's say like in gymnastics, you work on a set of rings. Mm -hmm. If you were to take all the external objects away and just imagine yourself in free space, mm -hmm. This is this is way more advanced than uh, a gymnastics practice, and it's way more advanced than a calisthenic practice hmm. because of the degree of complexity. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? It's it's um, this is the 
if if you were to have uh, jujitsu without a partner, if you were to have gymnastics without equipment, if you were to have calisthenics without equipment, the product, the most complete leftover product is breaking. And that seems to be why I feel a lot of people shy away from it because they don't have that, that external force or motivation or that's interesting um mm -hmm. i definitely know know the benefits i understand it big time but it brings me to think like why people get into fitness mm -hmm. a lot of people don't naturally understand the total holistic benefits of it they usually do it for um weight loss uh gaining muscle right mm -hmm. are all those with that being said, the different reasons why people do fitness, do you feel like breaking covers, covers those? All, all of them, if you're able to meet the people who seek out breaking where they're at. In other words, is anybody who seeks anything is trying to get a need met. Yeah. Right? If breaking can offer that need, to the person who is seeking to get a need met, then breaking becomes successful. But let's say, let's say I, I see breaking in the Olympics, never seen it before. I see it in the Olympics. I'm like, holy shit. I thought this was only for commercials. <laughs> you know, like, because that could be a thing, right? Yeah. Well, I thought this is what the backup dancers do. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's an Olympic sport. Does it, it's, it kind of, it's kind of like, um, it validates it. Right. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, they're like, well, I want to do that. Where do I do that? So first of all, people seek for the place where they can do it. And, and the reason is because it looks cool. It feels cool. It's exciting. Maybe there's some interesting stories. They're curious about it. And they're like, well, I don't have a sport. I don't have a thing, but this seems to resonate with me. Where do I go? Mm -hmm. So the first, the first question is, one needs to solve through breaking is where does one find breaking uh in the subways or in <laughs> right if you're lucky you stumble across it um mm -hmm. but in many ways what you're doing you're saying there's a way of doing this better i have a method uh my method is not only a method uh for practice but it's for establishing practices. Mm. Well, that, that's when you're getting into programming, right? When you say establishing practices mm -hmm. or practice. Yeah. Hmm. And, and this is where maybe it's something like, okay, uh, if I were to look up uh, uh, breaking lessons um, around me or near me, what pops up? We don't know. Well, if you're in a big city, uh, you might get a couple, but for the majority some, of the, the places and yeah. Yeah. You get some dance studios and maybe there's some B-boys around that, um, you know, they, they just decided to teach and maybe they're not even that good at teaching, but they're the only ones there. So that's what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. The, the current method with that is drill this a hundred times. I have like one or two things, but yeah. what I know, I just don't, I don't have the conscious uh, knowledge about what I know, which is, was me still is me. I mean, I'm still a mm -hmm. student um, that, yeah, that's kind of the, the current paradigm is drill this a hundred times. Let me show mm -hmm. you 
All right, drill, drill it for five minutes. Okay, let me come back. Let me show you again. And that gets boring and not very safe <laughs> for, for what it is. Very much so. Okay, so um, I don't know if this is relevant to you, but I think it's important. So I'm just going to say it. Yeah. What I, I saw that you had a vision in the written there on the on the book in the book. Uh, what is the what is the mission of publishing this book? The mission uh, to combine to help people understand this this movement. Okay. With science with science with a baseline. Uh, understanding of the forces that govern movement and that, that's the whole biomechanical approach yeah uh, that's who not what think, I yeah but no that's 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 awesome i i love it i'm just gonna keep keep probing here a little bit yeah. who do you think who do you think will read your book who do i think will read my book uh immediately i think mm -hmm. i think college students will read it just, just the whole mindset and th of that demographic. Mm -hmm. They're looking, they're already disciplined. They're, they're in a setting that, you know, encourages and is based on reading and learning and trying mm -hmm. new things. Uh, I think those people would read it. Um, people like you, I hope. People who are... Mm -hmm. who, our movement geeks, man, it's movement scientists. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I'm thinking about it, yeah, there isn't very many people like that. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm hoping to change that, you know, with this. Mm -hmm. And there's CrossFit interests me because it's taking these difficult, not, not typical movements, you know, the kip up, um, or the, the handstand push-up, the uh, the muscle. Yeah, yeah muscle up. It's making people, like, want to do it. Mm -hmm. Normally, I mean, and I, I get the whole, like, pra practical application of all that. And, you know, I read your book. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess that's what breaking is missing as well. If I'm not in a video, if I'm not, like, like what's the practical application to it? But, uh yeah, so so CrossFit, you guys are doing stacks essentially, right? It's it's like a base mm -hmm. level of a stack, yep. and it's difficult enough to challenge people and give them like, you know, ways to scale up to it to build that uh, kinesthetic awareness upside down. Mm -hmm. Um, but where do you go after that? And is that, well, that yeah for, for a whole entire movement of CrossFitters to? And I, I know CrossFit is uh. It's community based too, and they bring in people like you to help mm -hmm. you evolve. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And here's where I think right now uh, a challenge that you have is becoming very clear as to what problem you are solving. Well, it's in the vision, it's uh, to help people find passion and purpose through original intelligent movement. Perfect. That's, so that's the, uh, the vision. And I think that's the evolution of it. And you tapped into it, right? Mm -hmm. When you heard, when you took that that lesson, mm -hmm. you met these incredible b boys out of mm -hmm. the bay, and then you heard that track, and you're like, oh, there's a deeper connectivity to movement. Mm -hmm. And then when I when I read your philosophy, you're talking about learn to move and move to learn. Now that I'm mm -hmm. moving, like wow, 
I'm I'm understanding I'm I'm hearing color right yep so my whole thing and and why like I said why I'm still doing this I have a kid I'm 36 years old is because mm-hmm. every practice I come up with an original new brain essentially mm-hmm. I'm like wow look at this pocket oh look at this kinetic chain I can connect mm-hmm. these two and I can find stability here and I can reach across and look at the transition so it's not just positioning, right, through isometric suspension freezes, but the transitions in and out of it. And, man, yeah, it's, it's passionate about it, man. And yeah, and, I, and I, I freaking hear you. And I guess something that I'm, I'm doing here uh, is, is, is trying to bring what is ahead of you the opportunity that is ahead of you to a place of greater clarity Uh uh, because I think you have something really special to offer. And I think this book has a ton of potential. And um, this is, this is the last thing an artist wants to hear, but it's important that your engineering mind comes out for this is that this is the time for you to choose you need to choose exactly the audience that you're going to speak to and just speak to them only mm-hmm. in this book. Even if it's a, a small select group of people. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because if you can speak to them and they can read the book from the beginning to the end and they can be somebody who carries this information forward, it will transcend that group of people. Mm. Well, the youth is, is kind of, that's who I, I know who needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you speak of skills transfer, having a broad base of different skills, it's, it all is within breaking. Mm-hmm. So the youth immediately. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, so let's, 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 do you mind if we explore this a little bit? Yes, definitely. Okay. Okay. So, however, this uh, is, yeah, so the youth, uh, specifically youth that already breaks. No, no, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna make it like. How, how will, you, how will you get them though? <laughs> I because I want that too. I want you to hit everybody. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, how will you get? How will you get those who don't break to read the book? They they can barely read their homework books. If we make it a a standardized thing, either. You know how basketball, you can play basketball. You can learn all these typical sports in PE. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have these specialty specialty things that come in like acro, like what you were mm-hmm. running that company. Yeah. Just like that. Just to get people here. Here, try this out. Here, you're in school right mm-hmm. now. Hey, look, there's technology to it. You know, this isn't mm-hmm. something that you we go down to in the bay. You go down to the, the docks and you see people breaking on the side of the road and mm-hmm. they're screaming and, you know, they're dressed a certain way. And, you know, the breaking naturally has that stigma but the magnificence of the the methodology itself mm-hmm. is valuable and i guess that's that's what i'm trying to so are we speaking to teachers to teachers uh yeah yeah the decision makers Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe maybe the book maybe the book is not for the youth. It impacts the youth, but it's for the teachers then. 
The, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I don't know how far along you are into having a full manuscript, uh -huh. but the moment you identify this, this shit's just going to pour out of you. Okay. And it's going to pour out of you because all of a sudden you know exactly who you're talking to. Because right now, when I hear you, you're speaking to all of these people and I love all of those people. Yeah. The, the reality is that even if the book was free, even if you gifted the book to people, for people to pick up a book and read 10 pages, mm -hmm. it's the biggest challenge in the world. Yeah. That being said, but if you have a group of people that are 10 teachers, for example, I'm just saying this right now, you have to identify who these are. Now, I'll be happy to guide you through how to identify them. Awesome, man. To identify the person that you're talking to and then to speak to them, even if it's three people, and then write the whole book for those three people, your book will be successful and it will make the impact that you want it to make. Wow. That's awesome, man. Um, mm -hmm. Who were you writing the book for? I was I, writing the I book for it. the, yeah, I was writing the book for um, uh, CrossFit coaches who were interested in learning about gymnastics from the perspective of general movement and that we're interested in realizing that there were ways of doing things that produce signature movements just like in breaking that uh bring out the best outcomes for those they serve those were the people and that was a very small population but it was ripe at the time mm -hmm. And let me tell you this, the fact that breaking is going to be in the Olympics means that you need to have that book ready. So when the people that see the Olympics search for where do I learn more about this, they find the teachers, they find your book. You're taking me back to the beginning right now. Mm -hmm. um, thank in you. other words, you have to have your allies. Yeah. Uh, so originally that that's kind of what, inspired me to do this to do the book is like okay i know there's this information out here that nobody is giving out and I'm, I'm seeing the way i follow certain people and i'm seeing the way they're teaching like they're not taking into account their their balance all these like principles how can i how can i help them and it, it was originally for them but the thing about the b-boy scene how well do you know b-boys man oh. <laughs> b-boy time <laughs> well, b-boy accountability yeah. uh, zero <laughs> that being said haven't you noticed that in the b-boy scene there is a new level of maturity oh yeah oh yeah those are your people those are your people and i think it's important that you Uh, it, it's kind of like this book. The reason you're writing this book is because you have a sense inside of you that you know something that is important and unique and that you have the capacity to explain it. You haven't done it yet. It's not there yet, but you're about to do it. You know it. And at the moment, there, there are probably, I don't know, a handful of b-boys out there who want to write a book but they're thinking from a b-boy perspective. Mm -hmm. This is not b-boying what you're writing about. That's true. This is about translating 
what method, practice, technique, the essence of break dancing uh, is and the value of it by using breaking language. You're not writing about b-boying, you're just using the language. Mm -hmm. When you do that, you're giving voice to all b-boys out there who are trying to say what you're helping them say. That's exactly it. This book is the voice. This book is the language that the b-boy needs to learn how to speak in order to be able to add the most amount of value in teaching, not only the movement, but about the culture and the importance of it and the reason why it's an Olympic sport now, for example. Wow. Do you see, do you see what I mean? You're, I'm yeah, crystal clear. Um, mm -hmm. It's the voice for the community. Yeah. Yeah, I have some, uh, some reflecting to do on that right there for sure. Mm -hmm. that was the original approach and i'm like oh but who who would use it and how can i get people to get this information right here um mm -hmm. and with that thought process it took me down okay the school system and I actually just uh i just started a, a non-profit i just got my 501c3 um so kind of working that angle as well but okay this is great this is great you're building infrastructure around Okay, so this is another thing, and I know we're not even talking about the book right now in terms of the content, because I don't, I'm not worried about the content. You're going to get the content. It's going to work. But think about it this way. A book, although it carries the information, is simply a calling card. Mm -hmm. And it's something that people get to, uh, in one sitting, uh, learn about that what you're sharing, which is the mechanics, the method of breaking and why it's a value. But around it, there needs to be an infrastructure, a nonprofit organization, a body that governs the, the content. There needs to be different products. It can be your mat with the, with the geometry on it. It can be your teachings. It can be YouTube videos. It can be podcasts. It can be this, whatever it may be. But there's an ecosystem around it that supports it, mm -hmm. right? And uh, everything points to the book and the, point, the book points to everything else. Hmm. Do, do you see what I mean? And I, you're, you're already intuitively doing that. But in order for you to finish this book, which is going to be your biggest challenge. Oh, man. <laughs> Real quick. Right. So, yeah, I got a hold of uh, Derelik and he gave me the book uh, a little yeah. bit ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, like I almost got this set. I uh, just wanted to get you know, some feedback on it, man. Um, I know you produce content. I know you, uh, you know, breaking intimately, check it out. And since then it's been the, the base. I thought I was here, but I'm like, Oh, it's just, everything's just getting wider. And I'm like, Oh man, is it ready? Is it not? Um, but yeah, this, this discussion is so keen. Man. Well, I'll be, I'll be happy to, if you want, guide you a little bit on, yeah. on this. Um, we could just like, you know, talk every couple of weeks or whatever. And um, if you want, I'll be, I'll be happy to just help you get the direction. Beautiful, man. Um, Cause it, like I said, I'd be, I've been going like this and mm -hmm. so I actually, 
this has been on the burner. I've been waiting for my brother to, to kind of handle. Uh, it is somewhat of a collaboration with him. He's running his practice in Hawaii and really busy with that. Um, over the past three weeks, I've been shooting a virtual training system that is, when I first showed this to one of my buddies, they're like, man, a, a real book? Like, nobody reads books, man. And like, for what you're doing, like, this needs to be on video. And then the op opposition of that is, oh, no, you know, the book is, is important. It uh, establishes you as an authority within it. And then also, like, it's good for the academic setting, which mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, you know, I, I agree with both sides. So as we're getting to, to launch this technology, one of my good, uh, my good homies like, yo, you, you need to, this technology isn't like what it is. Like, honestly, you need to have coursing along with this. And that's mm -hmm. kind of like where it's at. And um, now the book is kind of like over here, somewhat in the burner, but yeah, I, I just shot a lot of the content um, or having that put together in a virtual training system to go along with the mat. And then, yeah, within that, I will be working on the book as well. Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's some good advice for for finishing it up man i appreciate that but you got it but so yeah i have i have this book i have the mat i have the spin plate i have the interactive training uh system along with that so i have these four things but you're saying the book is kind of like the the center mm -hmm. Un so? unless un unless uh what's ready to go now the mat. Okay. The mat to go. My my suggestion is get the mat out there. Mm -hmm. Let the mat point a finger towards the training program online. Let the training program point towards the book as a manual that you buy in order to better support the training program. Okay. So actually and then, yeah, and then let the nonprofit organization that you have be the umbrella company that holds it all. For example. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, that's, that's straightforward, man. Yeah. Um, I already have the formatting of just the foundations of this to drop with the mat. So, oh, sorry, let me. What what platform does it live on, or or did you build one, or what? For the, I'm sorry, for the quick start guide. I just have a PDF of that. Oh, perfect. It's an ebook. Yes. Uh, well, That's it's not, it. not officially, but I, I have the. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Do you know Tony Styles from Renegade Rockers? Yeah. I th is he in uh, Hawaii right now? He was in Hawaii, uh, but he's in Bali now. But yeah, he. Uh, in Bali. He helped me design this, so so I have. Oh no way! He has a great design eye. He's yeah, dude. killed it on great. that. Great, man. This is the two-page uh, view. Do you know where his brother Tommy is by any chance? Tommy's in Japan. Oh, he's in Japan. Okay, I think he's still there. Um, okay, I was just wondering where he was. I I, I love Tommy. He's like he has a heart that is just oh. wide open. Oh yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. Go ahead and show me. I thought I was, I, I didn't realize I wasn't screen sharing my bad, but yeah. So he designed, we have a cover for it. The, oh shit. Okay. Did he design the mat? Did he I, help you design that mat? Like the geometry? 
he helped me digitize it. I came up with the, uh, and I have pictures of all this stuff. I, uh-huh. I, I drew it out first. I'm like, okay, so what I need is. It a, looks very much like his logo, the one that he has on his chest. You know, the diamond yeah. that he has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, n- now I see it. Yeah. Very clean, very clean. I mean, this is sick. Okay. Um, hey, Jason, I have to go in like five okay. minutes, but okay. but let's let, let's keep going, and, and of course we can touch base again. Top rock drops. Oh, sick! Yeah, I love cool. it. Yeah. So I mean, within each foundation, I state what it is, and then this is like the uh, the fitness kind of purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Top rocks, calisthenics, ballistic stretching. I give a brief intro to it and then the practical application related exercises, the musical application, just the base. And this mm-hmm. is just the fundamentals. And I feel within the fundamentals, Perfect. it's, it's enough. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Do, I get the base and then explore from there. And I will drop a version a 2.0 of all this. Um, uh, here's, here's a, uh, a word that's coming up for me. I'm just going to say it. Um, when I see the mat, and I see what you've written here. The purpose of this is not only to build a foundation and to have a guide, but the true purpose is to sharpen the foundation. Mm. To sharpen the foundation. And the reason I'm saying sharpen is because just the, the position that you have here in that top rock, you're hitting a mark that is sharp. So when you practice here, you're learning to sharpen your skills, sharpen your tools. Your, your, that's what this mat really does. It's a sharpener. You see, do you see what I mean? Yeah. That's key. That's going to be a key. I think that's going to be a key. Um, you don't have to use sharpen, but a word that is expressed um, that implies sharpening, I think is going to be awesome for this because yeah. that way uh, B boys who are, uh, you know, veterans in the scene are going to be like, oh, I see what Jason's doing. That's important. I endorse that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I showed Ken Swift actually this and he was like, man, he, he was, yeah, he co-signed it basically, which is freaking awesome. You know, who Ken Swift is. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Ken Swift. <laughs> he said to reach out to storm. Actually, you mentioned storm earlier. Uh, uh-huh. Storm's all about this type of stuff technique. Um, yeah. Oh, a, a story about Storm. Uh, when I when I was flown out to um, South Korea that time for the for R16 with the Renegades, uh, I was sitting on the bus, and then all of a sudden this older dude sat next to me. I had no no clue who he was. Everybody was talking to him like he was like the man. And then Wicked was like, "That was Storm." I was like, oh, shit. "That's tight, man." Dude, that's crazy. Anyways. Um, Dude, this is perfect. This is perfect. So, the, I mean, the full the full version has more of the, the biomechanics. Um, it's a lot more biomechanics heavy. Mm-hmm. We talk about um, the formula with breaking. Perfect. But yeah, the the quick start is half half the uh, the amount of pages of that. Mm-hmm. But man. Um, Sweet, dude. Yeah, I have, we have a lot of talking to do, man. Carlton. Yeah, well, I think this was a first start and uh, kind of scratching the surface. 
what what's exciting is that regardless if uh, we were to talk again, this 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 will be successful uh, for you, and I think it's needed, and the timing is perfect. Um, all I, all I, all I uh, want to say, and I think is important, is that less is more, and that this bigger vision that you have is gonna, at a technical level, require. 20% of what you think it's going to require. Hmm. And that, that the 80% that you, you imagine it to be uh, like more than the 20% that I just addressed will come from you having a, a very clear focus and uh, approach to how you're, you're speaking about this. Hmm. I guess that's a challenge right there because, because the, the complexity of it, it's not complex, but to do it right and to save you time mm -hmm. and health. Yep. If you, if you dive into you, you go through the brain sweat, if you will, a little bit, it saves time, man. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Think, think about in battle, right? Depending on where you are, let, let's say you go to an event, uh, when you're just ciphering, let's say if there's like some kind of prelims through ciphers, you know exactly what to do and you know that less is more. You have to save yourself for later anyways. You're just doing the thing so you can get where you want to go. And then once you start getting where you want to go, you know exactly uh, what your round needs to at least be like in duration or what you have to hit. It, what you're doing really is you're helping people think clearly about breaking. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it through a method, which is for better breaking. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. And uh, shit, people better be ready. <laughs> right on, Carl, man. Yo, what, before you go, I just want to ask you, man, what are, what are you doing these days? Are you still doing uh, like seminars and stuff like that? What are you? Uh, I'm currently working on trying to uh, gear up for another book myself. Um, I'm currently running a, like a workshop experience, working with people on learning how to interface with themselves a little better. So I, I'm, I'm working on journaling, writing, uh, basic meditation and breath work, basic movement and uh, creativity, like creative practices. Nice, man. Wow. Yeah. This is definitely a, and, and who's the, the target with that? Those are, those are right now people who either uh, have a, a small, medium business, uh, people who are artists uh, or are working on a project that, um, like you, <laughs> like you, uh, that simply need to find clarity because a project goes like this. Mm -hmm. Purpose goes like this. So the 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 essence of being able to interface with yourself is remembering this you're going to be high like things are going to be great you're going to make sales you're going to be a new york times bestseller and then 10 seconds later you're going to be like whoa shit i have to pay bills i have this my daughter has whatever and then you're like it's just, yeah. just going to go like this so no matter if you're here or here to remember that purpose is everything but if you are unclear on your purpose and you can't retrieve that at any given point in time you are not interfacing with yourself you are separating from yourself and thus you're being unproductive you're not being as valuable as you could and it, 
that produces disease, produces injuries, produces dissatisfaction. Mm. Yeah, I I felt that uh that influx for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Purpose, okay. Yeah, and the 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 narrower you are, the broader you hit. Damn. Okay. Okay. I like that. I mean, the, the term uh, pigeonhole comes to comes to mind when you say that, but mm-hmm. I gotta trust Carl on this one, man. Dude. I have sabotaged myself so much for being scared of pigeon getting pigeonholed mm-hmm. that I've I, I've almost lost everything because of it. Do not be scared of putting yourself in a box, as a box is simply an illusion for people to feel comfortable to approach you. That's it. So, Carl, let me ask you: Who do you think? would take to this and who needs it and that might be two different demographics mm-hmm. yeah so i mean i'm i i have a very good relationship with with gabriel with b-boy wicket um and he's a great guy has so much knowledge but his skill set is not thinking and expressing with clarity If it's not easy a person, to do. What was that? That's not easy to do. It's not. But anybody who sets out to write a book and has even started is already 10 years ahead of the person who uh, is in a position like Wicket. So for Wicket, it would be an amazing thing to read a book like yours and be like, fuck, that's the verbiage. That's the language. Language, and yeah. to, to feel inspired to use it. And then to say, everything that I'm talking about right now can be best understood at the most fundamental level if you read this book. Referring to your book. That's your, that's your people. It's the people who are veterans in the scene, who are beacons that need a voice and a language. Yeah, that that was the original original motivation. Stick, stick to that. Stick to that because they are the people that will say, "It's hard for me to explain. I can explain my experience, but in order for you to clearly understand from a neutral perspective, you need to read this book." And that's where it's really important that you are able to separate whatever product you're creating from the book. The book has to be a standalone. You can say that you use a grid methodology that looks like this. You can even say that you have a, you created a product around it, but the book is a standalone. You should be able to say, you don't need to buy my product. You can draw it yourself. Here are the dimensions. Go do it yourself. But when you give that away for free, people are like, that's awesome. I'll do it. And I'll do the cheap version, but guess what I want? I want the real deal. So I will invest my money in the product. Wow. Give Give, your shit away for free. Give it away for free. Give it away for free. Wow, Carl. Mm -hmm. My approach hasn't been that, but I see, I see the value in that, man. Mm -hmm. That's the thing is that, and when you give your best stuff away for free, people are like, what? 
I want to support this dude. And I'll give you an example. And then I, and I have to have to go, but I, I had all these um, videos out for free. Okay. They were all out there and there were people who were deployed in Afghanistan back in the day and they couldn't watch it because their internet was bad. So they said, is there any chance you can burn a DVD for us? And I said, sure. We burned some DVDs and we sent them out and we had some left over. So we put them on our website, but because we didn't want to uh, cover uh, the cost of shipping, we said, uh, set your own price and that way you'll, you'll get shipping covered. Mm -hmm. Okay. And people started buying these DVDs that had the information that already existed for free on our website and on YouTube. And they were not paying five bucks, not 10 bucks. Some people even paid 500 bucks for one DVD with content that already existed out there. Wow. And the reason is because they want to support you and they want to have something that is packaged and nicely branded mm. and curated. Mm -hmm. That puts all um, guards down right there when mm -hmm. you take that approach yeah. um one minute one minute before you go just to touch on yeah. that right there i approached uh i i dropped a clothing line through a fulfillment company and uh to help fund to further fund this for graphics and you know the mm -hmm. lines and all that stuff i'm sure you know the cost that goes into all this stuff a lot so i dropped that and i approached Derek. i was like so yo Derek, um i know you because he you know he has a quite a following and he gets mm -hmm paid uh, affiliate kind of like sponsorships to feature and give reviews and stuff to different companies, big companies too. Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking of approaching, you know, different influential people within the break scene, you know, as I'm building this to kind of help fund it a little more. Um, do you have any advice on approaching somebody about an affiliate relationship? He's like, Oh man, honestly, like some of the best stuff I get is when they just send me something and they don't ask me to post about it. They just it. give it to me and then I post about it anyway. And I'm like, hmm. yep. Yep. And, that's it. And I tried both. I tried both methods, honestly, because at first I was like, oh, hey, you know, because it's coming out of pocket. And I mean, mm -hmm. I'm going to take you through my personal story, you know, B-boy sense or broke boy. But, but cho um, choose wisely. Yeah. And then here's another thing is that when you're ready, if if you can prove to a company that can produce and distribute your equipment, you can create a relationship with them. And immediately for me, there's a, I know the CEO and the founder of a, a company called Lycan. They're, uh, it's, it's, they're in South America, but they, they work out of China and uh, they're all around the world now, but they produce fitness equipment. Oh, wow. And uh, the CEO, uh, he's a very smart guy, but he trusts anything that I bring to the table. Oh, wow. And he very much uh, goes all in on whatever uh, we pursue. Uh, he could be a great person uh, around the Olympics to, to bring a product like this to life. Wow. And and you don't have to hit it in this Olympics. Just know that you have a four week, four, four year cycle for the next one. Yeah. Well, what's the name of the company? Just so I can look them up. Light, Lycan. It's L-Y-C-A-N. Lycan. Yeah. 
originally started in Ecuador. They have headquarters in Mexico right now. They, they, all their factories are in uh, China, Vietnam, Southeast Asia, uh, and doing, doing well. And they, they've been in the CrossFit scene for a long time, but they've also transcended into yoga, now into other functional fitness, and uh, <laughs> potentially breaking if you continue going down this path. I, I will. Uh, yeah. So there could be a co-branded thing there. Um, Interesting. My, yeah. My suggestion is build an alliance, nurture your community, give as much as you can away for free, make the product the thing that people buy to support you eventually. And, uh, and I think things will be okay for you. Carl, I appreciate your time, brother. Dude. Every word, I, I need to rewatch this immediately. Uh, I wanted to write notes. I, I have a ton of questions I still wanted to ask you on this, that, but. Anytime. Man, I hope, yeah, I hope to talk to you again very soon. And thank you, thank we you. We will, we will. Uh, my number, um, write it down and that way you can just text me. Sick. It's uh, 415. All right. Six, 686. Okay. Six zero four six zero four six. Cool, man. Um, are you moving? Are you moving soon? Yeah, I'm supposed to go to Sweden, but uh, I'm 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 uh, currently in Fresno, California. I was in in San Francisco. I seen we're on hold. We're on hold here. Yeah, for a while. So, uh, I'm actually becoming a grandparent. So, <laughs> I know, I know, crazy. Well, you have a kid. Well, my wife and I became foster parents uh, mm -hmm. seven years ago. Uh, she was a teenager. Now she's 22, and she's having a kid uh, next month. So, yeah, yeah, uh, wow, yeah, yeah. We adopted her when she was 17. Man, you keep surprising me, bro. The philosophy and then also the lifestyle. I mean, to to adopt a kid, that really means you have your ish together to be able to do something like that, man. Well, I don't, I don't know if I, I have it together, but trying and trying to figure it out. Cool. Yeah, dude. Right, Jason, much love. Thank you so much for including me. And I'm, I'm excited to, to support you with this. I, I think you have something very special and uh, it may be bumpy, but see it through and it'll pay off. Thank you, man. That means everything to me. Thank you. Carl. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Talk soon. All right, brother. Bye. Text me. Peace. Peace.